This is Hashtag Authentic, a podcast for creatives, dreamers and entrepreneurs online. I'm your host, Sarah Tasker, a certified life coach specialising in creative business and teaching all things relating to the platform that changed my life, Instagram. This is episode 98. Hello, my dears, how are you doing? Today is going to be a super short episode and it is going to be an audio version of something I shared recently on my blog, which I linked to in my newsletter. Um, I know not everybody is a reader and I wanted to make sure that this information reached as many of you guys as possible because it answers a question I'm hearing so much from so many people right now. And that is, what the F is up with Instagram hashtags? So in this mini episode, I'm going to explain what I've noticed and my theories for what's going on and why you should not panic if, like many others, you're not seeing a great deal of reach from hashtags on Instagram right now. So if you want to get articles like this in the written form sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up to my newsletter at meanola.co.uk. Every month I send out hashtags for Instagram, Instagram updates. I highlight amazing creators on the platform and I give you a little insight into whatever's going on in my world that month. It's completely free and I try really hard to honour your inbox and not spam you. So if you want to get on that list, just head to my website. Before we kick off talking about hashtags, I also wanted to remind anyone who might want to join me for my tell-all one-stop shop Instagram class, The Insta Retreat, that it is on sale right now and it's going to be closing super soon. We are starting Wednesday, the 5th of May, and it will close as soon as we are full, so probably before then. If you want to join us, you just need to head to my website, meanorla.co.uk, and click on courses, and there you will find all of the details, how to access the payment plans, details of some of the super special surprises I've got lined up for this class, including double the amount of weekly coaching calls double that you can come and join in with and of course all previous members you get access to those too. I actually got a surprise testimonial in my inbox today just a beautiful message from someone who took the course a while ago and honestly most of the testimonials you see on my website I was thinking about this today are spontaneously given to me because I am not very good at asking people for nice comments. I don't know if any of us are good at that. It can feel really awkward. I need to get better at it. Um, But this was from Red Hound for Dogs is the name of her Instagram account. And I will just read you this message that popped up. She said, I won't be the only one feeling like this. I took your Insta retreat in 2019 when I hit 10,000 followers and was feeling overwhelmed by the pressure of what to post each day. You took that all away and now I'm at nearly 18,000. You taught me the way and mindset needed to connect in genuine and authentic ways and many of my customers now find us on here. I have a fantastic supportive community around me now. I will be joining in for the reels part of the next course because that is my current nemesis. So if to your current nemesis is Reels. Come and join us in the Insta Retreat. The Reels section is brand new. I have been studying Reels and TikTok many, many hours spent in there, immersing myself so that I can really get first-hand information to tell you what is working and why and how you can use it without having to sell out or change who you are or, most importantly, learn any dance routines, unless you like that. But... um. 
it's not for all of us. And I recognize that. And I think Reels and TikTok is scaring people off in ways it really shouldn't because it's actually such a fun platform and it has so much to offer all of us. So if you want to know more about that, join us for this Insta Retreat class. We are going to be having a group Reels challenge where we all push ourselves to give it a go and surprise ourselves with what we can do. Okay, enough preamble. Let me talk to you about Instagram hashtags. So this is a subject I have talked about before, probably on this podcast before, definitely in coaching calls before and on my blog and in my newsletter because hashtags have been evolving on Instagram for a while now. It's not that long ago in the scheme of things that they were actually the primary driver of growth and discovery for most people in Instagram. They were the main way your content got discovered, got shared, could spread to new places. And now if you speak to most users, really what we're seeing at best is dramatic inconsistency in just how useful they are. So maybe you see if you have a business account or a creator account where you can see the statistics, maybe you're seeing that most of the time you're getting literally zero reach from your hashtags. But then every now and again, you have a post that really does blow up and you can see that that extra reach did come from hashtags. So what on earth is going on? Are hashtags even worth the time it takes to type them? Are you really getting no views when it says you are? And why does it work sometimes better than others? I think to understand this, we need to first think about how it used to work. So if cast your mind back, if you were a user of Instagram three years ago, let's say, and then think about how much Instagram has changed in that time. So back then, as a user of Instagram who wanted to find new content that we were going to like, our main method of discovery was hashtags. You would go to a hashtag page and look for posts that you liked. Certainly that's what I did and most people I spoke to. It was part of their routine. And Instagram would show you top posts and then it would show you the most recent posts chronologically just underneath that. So there were lots of chances to find new content and there were lots of chances to be discovered by those people looking for new content. So if you wanted to see, let's say, posts about planners or you were looking for vegan recipes or you were looking for kittens, you would just go to the search bar in Instagram and you type that in and it would take you to a list of hashtags associated with that word and you would pick a hashtag by tapping on it and that would take you to a dedicated hashtag page where you saw the top post grid and those chronological posts underneath. And it worked quite well. Like generally, if you found a good hashtag, you could fairly confidently assume that you were going to find more content that you liked underneath it or that you were going to find what you were looking for. Yes, there were always people using the hashtags inappropriately as well, but it was reasonably reliable. Now let's fast forward to the present day. We are in 2021 and Instagram is now kind of throwing content at all of us in a much more consistent and irresistible and engaging way. You log in and there are reels to see, there's stories to view, there's grid posts, there's your home feed, there's explore, there's shops. We don't have to go and actively seek out content that we might want to look at anymore because we don't even have time to see all the content that's just waiting for us on our curated home feeds. Viewing Instagram has gone from being this really quite intentional experience for many of us to being quite passive. 
It definitely requires a lot less effort. And Instagram is deciding for us a lot more of the time what it is we're going to see and engage with. Meanwhile, towards the end of last year, we saw them introduce keyword search, which means that the words in things like your captions and your alt descriptions, if you know how to access those, all of those words are now being indexed, kind of like how the contents of a blog post, if you have a blog, could be indexed on Google for SEO purposes. So now we can find posts that are on our favorite topics without having to go to those hashtag pages. We can simply type into search vegan recipes and then we see all the results regardless of whether those people applied hashtags that indicated the posts were about vegan recipes. In fact, if you think about the way the search results are displayed across the top, the posts that we see first are the keyword indexed posts. They are under the top tab. And then tags, which is where the hashtags are, that's the third tab along on your search options. If that doesn't make sense, open up your search and type something in and you'll see what I mean. And if you try this out, you can type in something that you're interested in. You'll see you get completely different images and posts shown to you on the keyword search page, that top result, versus the hashtag page where you see the hashtag results. So with all of that in mind, I don't think it's all that surprising that hashtag reach and engagement from hashtags has really dropped off. We are human. We are all led by the path of least resistance. Completely understandable. And it's really easy for these apps to very, very subtly reshape our browsing habits and our behaviours just with these small tweaks in the interface that mean that something that was kind of a habit for a lot of people before is now something nobody even thinks to do. So no one's going to the hashtag pages. No one's spending the time they used to spend there looking for content. They're finding it now via keyword search and other avenues like explore and recommendations and everything else that we know goes on. But that explains why your post might still perform well, your post might still reach people who don't already follow you, and yet if you have those detailed statistics, you can see that those people have not come via hashtags, which previously would have been pretty much the main route for them. So if we understand all of that, that still leaves one question, which is, why do they work sometimes still? Because if no one's going to the page, how come occasionally... One post can just explode and it shows us that it came from hashtags. So I have a sneaking suspicion here. Um, I haven't been able to confirm it. There's no way to confirm it. But I think if I talk you through it, you'll hear the logic in it. And I imagine you'll probably agree. So let's talk about following hashtags. Some of you may not be aware of this feature, but if you go to one of those aforementioned hashtag pages where you can see a selection of posts that have been tagged with that hashtag, there's now an option up there to follow it. We've had that for a while now. And what that means is, like when you follow a user, you will see a selection of their posts appear in your home feed. Home feed being that place where traditionally you only see posts from people you follow. So if you follow a hashtag, the algorithms of Instagram will select certain posts from that hashtag that it thinks you're going to like and it will populate your home feed with those two as if they were from a person you followed. But they don't have to be from a person you followed. 
They also have a similar feature where if you have liked multiple posts within a week, let's say, and they have consistently used the same hashtag. So maybe you liked posts from five different creators, but they all use the hashtag my month of Sundays. That was a hashtag I created many years ago. Then it might say to you, you've liked X number of posts that were tagged hashtag my month of Sundays. Would you like to follow the tag? And to tempt you, it will show you a post from the hashtag feed. Now, we don't know how Instagram decides which posts from the hashtags that it shows to different users, but we can make a pretty educated guess based on what we already know about how the algorithms work in general. Once upon a time, believe it or not, the post that made it to the top of the popular hashtags, I can remember this being the case for Bookstagram, were handpicked by humans. There was a person whose job it was to look through the Bookstagram hashtag every day, choose their favourite posts and put them at the top. But now all of that is done by algorithms and artificial intelligence. And what it's looking at is things like, how popular is this post? How much time did people spend on it? How many saves did it get? How many shares did it get? Not just likes and comments, which are metrics I think we naturally want to focus on, but did someone zoom in on the picture? Did they take the time to read the whole caption and press that little more button to see the end of it? How many clicks did this post get in relation to the other posts that were being shown to people on the same grid, the same explore page, the same home feed? Any post that is fortunate enough to be selected to be featured in this way, to be pushed out to the home feeds of people who probably don't already follow you, but maybe follow the hashtag, are going to see a significant spike in engagement. You can imagine, if you could just send your post to the home feed of a load of new people, how many extra likes and comments you're going to get on that, maybe new followers, how beneficial that's going to be if you're trying to grow your reach. And I have noticed, and perhaps you guys have too, often I will engage with these posts in my home feed without even initially recognising it's not someone I follow because the interface, the way it's set up, it's very similar. It doesn't really jump out at you as being a different post and separate from the people you follow. So it's really easy to just kind of double tap by default to drop your like in there and then stop and go, oh, wait, I don't know who this person is. So the spikes then, I think, are most often a sign that your post has performed well enough within the secret magical algorithmic metrics to be the chosen one, to be a selected top post for one of the hashtags that you applied to that post and sent out to other people. When this happens, there's a couple of things that we can do. First, it's a good idea to try and figure out which hashtag that was. That's not necessarily an easy feat if you've put quite a few on there. And it's not always as simple as just going to the hashtag page and seeing if you appear on that top grid because actually that top grid is dynamic. It's different for different users just to add an extra layer of confusion. But also it's a good idea to kind of analyse your post and think about what was it about this post in particular that meant it performed well enough to be selected. Often it's something about the photo that means it entices people to click and to come and take a closer look. And it can be a caption that draws people in or prompts them to comment or is really helpful and useful so they save it and share it more. Noticing these things just gives you an opportunity to kind of build your own toolkit to think about what is working for you and how you can then deploy similar strategies in future when you need to increase your reach again. 
And also, if a post is performing well enough to make this selection, it can often be a good one if you have the budget to put a little boost on. So, you know, within Instagram, there's the option to pay to boost a post. Often, if you have a business account, it will tell you all sorts of posts are performing better than usual and you should boost them. And that is an outright lie. I don't even know how they're allowed to say that because people get that message displayed on content regardless of whether it's performing better or not than their usual content. But we know that if it's reaching new people via hashtags, if it's been selected, then this is performing better than your usual content. And it is worth, if you have the budget, just putting a little bit of money on, even £10, £5, just to see if you can reach some extra people and have a play with that feature if that's something that you want to do. So then the final question, and probably the one I get asked the most is, is it even still worth using hashtags? Very easy to feel completely demotivated to bother when you are seeing such little reward and reach as a result. And if you haven't been posting content that's making it to the heady heights of being selected and posted on people's home feed, then you're going to be having fairly consistent, flat responses via hashtags. In my opinion, though, it is still worth hashtagging every single post. Let me tell you why. First of all, obviously, even though we know it's not an easy win now to get that reach from hashtags, they're still free, they're still quick, and they are still really valuable for tapping into different communities, different areas of Instagram that maybe you're not reaching any other way. One of my favourite tips that I tell people is to look for hashtags in other languages and reach out to completely different communities who share your interests, but just in different parts of the world. If you're putting time and thought into your content, which I'm going to wager all of you are, then I always think it is worth gambling on, what is it, a few seconds that it takes to copy and paste in the relevant hashtags and hope, with your fingers crossed, that maybe this is the time you get that feature in people's home feeds. And if you don't think that your content is ever going to be good enough to make that grade, maybe it's time to just sort of gently question that why you're posting it at all then. And why you're not posting something you feel like is deserving of that space on people's screens. We also still know very, very little about how Instagram's new keyword search actually functions. We don't know where it's scraping its information from. It's definitely going to be reading captions for sure. It's going to be looking at alt text, whether that's text you've written in yourself or the text it secretly generates when you don't. And it's going to be using its AI, its artificial intelligence function that is able to read an awful lot of detail from what's in your picture and decide where to categorize it. But also, I think it's very likely that it is also referencing hashtags. Hashtags are the most established way of grouping content on Instagram. They've been there since the beginning. And I personally, if I was programming this search function wouldn't want to ignore that really important data, which can help me make the results that my users are finding with my search as useful and relevant as possible. So if you already have lists of hashtags, which is something I recommend everybody keeps lists for different topics just in your phone notes or in a dedicated app, then it shouldn't be an arduous task to continue to add a few tags to each post, ones that are relevant and applicable to whatever you're posting about, and then you're covering all bases. You're going to show up in hashtag search, you're going to show up in main search, 
And then the third one is make sure you do go in and edit that alt text. It's really important for people using screen readers, people with visual impairments, but it's also really important for your own search optimization and getting your content seen. So for that reason, for now, I'm still sending hashtags out in my monthly newsletter. It's something I'm thinking about. It's something I've done for a long time and I've really loved it. But as hashtags change, maybe the relevance of new ones once a month is going to change too. But for now, I still recommend them. And even if they're not bringing traffic to you, that doesn't mean you can't use them to find new people, new customers, new followers, or just new friends to engage with in the app. If you like content like this, or if you're listening to this and feeling slightly confused by some of the things I'm referencing, then you might want to join me for my class, The Insta Retreat. You'll find the link right in the show notes to come and check out everything I'm offering there. And it has just had the most beautiful new makeover. I am in love with the design and especially the workbook. I would love you, even if you're not interested, come over and have a look because it makes me so happy to look at it and I'm hoping it might do the same for you. As always, I want to hear your opinion on this stuff. What's your experience? The more people I can hear from, the more I can make the information I share evidence-based and user-tested. So how are hashtags working for you right now? Have you figured out what does and doesn't work? Have you given up on them? Have you seen a change in your engagement rate as a result? I'd love to hear from you. You can tweet me at me and Orla. You can drop me a DM or a comment on Instagram where I'm also under me and Orla. And of course, if you happen to have the time, I would dearly love you to leave me a nice review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening today. I will be back very soon with another guest interview episode. I hope you have an awesome week and I'm sending you lots of love. <laughs>